And we're seeing for the first time why the nervous system is so important to the success of the entrepreneur because the nervous system is the gateway to our highest self, to our perfected consciousness. You see me like trying not to moan right now. Ah, it's so good. December 25th, 2018. It was our first Christmas in our new million dollar home. I checked all the boxes that promised me real freedom. I had a booming business, raving fans, money, assets. And yeah, I was still sitting there on the couch pretending that I was watching that Christmas movie with my family while I was choking down the poison of anxiety. I still felt like that desperate kid who would take her clothes off for money, the kid who nearly overdosed to try to prove her worth to her friends, the kid that got pregnant at 19. I felt stuck, like I was stuck in the sands of time. I did all the right things, all the things that promised me freedom and it didn't add up. I realized a few things. I was still checking someone else's box. This was gonna be an inside job and I would do whatever it took to never feel that way again. Consider this podcast the rebranded, revamped, cool ass version of Alternative School. Alternative School for the Unruly, entrepreneur. This is for the innovators, the creators, the world changers, the service-minded, those who want the details on how to create a business that really, truly, finally fucking sets you free. I'm your host, Andrea Crowder, and welcome to the Unruly Entrepreneur Podcast. Let's go to the show. Allison Bird, my mentor, my friend, like my angel. Uh, man, last night the word immovable hit my spirit of just like who I want to be for this world. And I have, I woke up with that posture of like, how can I be more immovable for this world in that I take a stand for truth and pulling people into the frequency of truth and out of illusion. And like that has just been like on my heart for 12 hours. Can't stop thinking about it. And of course, you're my very first interview of 2024. And that's who you have been for me. Like you at 2023, you were the person who took that like a movable stand for me as I was negotiating my way through my shit, my shadows, my blind spots, my big emotions and all of the things that I do for others, you've done for me. And to tell our origin story very briefly, I didn't know shit about you when I hired you. <laughs> I didn't know about like tech companies that you had started. Like I saw that you had been on Tony Robbins stage and and I was like, you guys, I, I messaged her because I was like, um, who taught you how to speak? I need to hire someone. And she's, I do that. <laughs> and I was like, I think you and I are supposed to know each other. We got on a Zoom. We talked for an hour and a half straight, couldn't stop talking. And I was like, how do I pay you in full? And it's just never been the same since. So welcome to the show. I'm going to stop talking about you. Everybody, like, take a pause for a second and just listen to the voice. No pressure. <laughs> no pressure at all. I'm excited about this conversation. If we go back to our origin story it actually traces back a little bit before that. 
Mm. I'd seen your company freak and I thought it was one of the most innovative, smart, aligned, high frequency vibe product lines that I'd ever seen. And I saw Manifestation Babe, our friend Catherine Zankina, your client. I saw her talking about it. I looked it up and then the world changed and I just forgot about it. We went through the pandemic and life just got busy. Fast forward, I go to visit my girlfriend, Danielle Leslie, which a lot of people know, who has generated $20 million as a black single woman running a digital marketing business. Mm -hmm. And I went to visit her, hang out with her. And I went in her guest bathroom and what was sitting there? Freak. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I went, oh my God, how do you have this product? And I just, I said, I love this product so much. Again, life got busy and I just dropped anything around it. Mm -hmm. Then I go through an uncoupling with my romantic partner and I'm telling the world about it as we do those of us that live our lives out loud and in front of society as much as we can. Mm -hmm. And one of my clients sends me your uncoupling caption. Mm. And that post went viral. Yeah, (laughs) it it was amazing. And she says, he's saying everything you're saying. And I read the words and I copied them almost verbatim, cited you in my uncoupling post, and then sent you a message with my uncoupling post. All the while, I had no idea you were the creator of Freak. (laughs) I ran into Danielle at a pool in Miami. I was like, wait, I know your face from somewhere. (laughs) We started talking for a little bit and I was like, can I send you a PR box? And that was the box that was sitting there when I got there. And I love that product. And so I feel like our story is the condensation of evidence. If anyone ever wants to know how does the supernatural work, it works like that. It keeps bringing these whispers until it's time for us to actually see each other. And when we did, holy heaven, holy fire, holy yes, we're inseparable now. (laughs) Completely. (laughs) My whole body just has chills because like also the word, like the divinity and the timing of all of it. Had we tried to know each other before the second that we really knew each other, I just think like we would have been like, oh yeah, mm -hmm, mm -hmm," or whatever. Like it wouldn't have been holy fuck now go. (laughs) It wouldn't have been that. And that would have been okay too. But yeah, I do remember even talking to you when you sent me the the reshare of my divorce posts. And I was like, maybe we'll do a podcast about this someday. (laughs) And we never did. Maybe we will still. (laughs) (laughs) Thank God we didn't do it then. I feel like yeah. That version of me was really trying to prove to myself that the uncoupling could work. Mm-hmm. And I was only in the first four months of it. It took us 15 yeah. months to consciously uncouple together. Yeah. No, I feel the same too, because the way that the ending of my marriage went down was divorce papers just got filed <laughs> two years later. So, and you've been on this journey with me. Like it's been a 
process and me like constantly checking in with intuition around like when, if this, that, and I'm just like, I don't understand like why things aren't official. I do understand like that it's complete. I did an energetic divorce. <laughs> that part is <laughs> in the ether. It's done legally for whatever reason. 2024 is the year for that to be done. But yeah, it's so fascinating to watch how like timing has un folded and the poeticness of the conversation that we'll have today around resiliency and like what we have been through independently, but also together and witnessed. You guys, if you've listened to my podcast for a while, I mentioned Allison many times, but the one that feels the most poignant, potent, consistent that comes up, I want to say every week in my life was the day that you looked at me and you're like, Andrea, you've already healed this. You just need to see it. You don't have to suffer it. And I was like, what? <laughs> I don't have to suffer it. Girl, I cried for three hours yesterday. I'll tell you the whole story later. We'll get into it. And then I remember your words and I was like, wait, whose is this? And I was like, oh my God, it's not mine. I don't suffer this. <laughs> you, that one thing that you said to me, I will carry with me in lifetimes. I know that will travel with me in lifetimes, like beyond this body for sure. Okay. But we wanted to kick off with some conversation around numerology, it being an eight year, last year was seven, next year's nine. Mama bird, give us all the wisdom. <laughs> Hey, can we just back up for just a second to the who's yes. this? That's such a juicy point because you teach this as well. And the reason mm -hmm. that I want to highlight this is because it's so saucy. You teach something that you were energetically bypassing. Mm -hmm. And we all do that. Sure. We all do it. The teacher teaches the thing that they need to know the most. Mm -hmm. And I want to highlight that so that we can take any shame or embarrassment or guilt around it. Because yeah. if we suffer shame around it, we also suffer the suffrage. If we're willing to go, hey, my I am is not locked in for some reason. And I don't need to explain it. I just need somebody to help me back into my, I am suffering and I am not right now. Oof. That makes me want to cry. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's what we need each other for. And there's this whole idea of like, we shouldn't need each other. Everybody should just enhance us. And I think that's true on some levels in terms of our growth, if we have codependency, but I do believe that there is a certain time and a place where if we're in a riptide for us to not look each other and be like, sorry, you're not enough swimmer, bro. <laughs> like somebody reach a handout and at least help me to not drown for a minute. And then I'm going to work on becoming a stronger swimmer, but for the love of God, <laughs> grab my hand, please. <laughs> so yeah, get me back into my am for a second. And then I got this. I'm going to work that muscle. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Living our I ams versus our I am nots is one of the biggest themes that we saw in 2023. 2023 was what was known as the year of seven in numerology. Now, I don't call myself a numerologist. I'm just a Gemini manifesting generator. So <laughs> I'm low-key everything. <laughs> <laughs> my whole life is surrounded by Gemini energy, and I'm so here for it. You guys are the best. <laughs> We're like low-key all-knowing of all things. And when you put us with a Virgo like you, it's just next level. <laughs> 
all my Gemini friends say that to me. <laughs> They're like, I love me some Virgo. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. So when we look at 2023, What's so beautiful is that entrepreneurs for the first time in history, entry-level entrepreneurs, emerging entrepreneurs, stabilizing entrepreneurs, scaling entrepreneurs, all the spectrum of entrepreneurship is starting to get access to, wait a minute, maybe it's just not me and my mind and my solo psychology that should be running my business. Maybe there's something greater. And we're seeing for the first time why the nervous system is so important to the success of the entrepreneur because the nervous system is the gateway to our highest self, to our perfected consciousness. You see me like trying not to moan right now. Ah, it's so good. Keep going. <laughs> I have no chill. Continue. You have no chill. You're like, give me, let me at it. Let me at it. Say something magical. Yes. Because the second that we're in a state of fear, we cannot connect to our intuition. I have an awareness of it. This is my life. It's my area of expertise, but it's also my love. It's everything I care about and think about and can't stop thinking about and talking about. And also Sometimes when my nervous system is unregulated, like the crazy comes in and it goes back to, I don't know what's true. And that's what I was talking about last night, this immovable energy that I'm choosing to, I feel like even my physical body has to be stronger this year. Like I'm going to hire a trainer because I'm like, I need my legs to be fucking bricks and like my arms to be so strong. Like fucking illusion cannot move me. <laughs> I will not move for illusion. I was like in a riptide last week moving for it. And I got out of it because of nervous system regulation. I moved through it quickly. What would have taken me out for six months, a year previous to me understanding nervous system regulation held me for really hard for two days, pretty strong for five days. And loosely enough to annoy me for seven. <laughs> we all get that. We all get that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Today I'm like, I'm back bitches. Watch out. <laughs> and that really is why we choose entrepreneurship. Most people think that we choose entrepreneurship so that we can gain financial autonomy. Sure. Right. Most people think we choose entrepreneurship because we want time freedom. Sure. Mm -hmm. Most people think we choose entrepreneurship because we want to leave some type of legacy in the earth. Sure. Mm -hmm. However, I believe that the core of why we choose entrepreneurship is to develop the self. It is yes. one of the highest pathways to develop yourself. Yeah. And the development of self is the acceptance of self, not the perfection of self. Ooh. I wish dad was on the phone right now. <laughs> you would have been like, oh, <laughs> I'll have him listen to this episode before we bring him into the conversation next week. Yes, because you and I have had the conversation before around the idea of like self-love. And I was like, I don't think we need self-love. I think we need self-understanding and the love will be the byproduct of that. Because we, and here his, like my greatest lesson in the last week has been because I understand so much. I would 
bend to the understanding instead of saying, staying immovable in the truth where I'm like, I understand why you said that. I understand why you're behaving that way. I understand why you're hurt. Wrong. (laughs) Yes, I understand. And I will not move for you still. (laughs) That's where I got to today. It took me seven days. (laughs) What's the numerology around the seven? Take us home, Allison. (laughs) (laughs) So two things I want to say. One, in the Christian faith, there's a scripture that says, lean not on your own understanding. Mm. And what I love about that is that it's basically saying when we live in the third dimensional realm, if I translate that into new earth, if I take King James version and I wrap it through a little bit of Eckhart Tolle, a little bit of Oprah Winfrey, slap in a little bit of Taylor Swift in there, then I bring it to this (laughs) translation. (laughs) I love this lineup. Keep going. (laughs) The translation becomes, if you lean on the mind of the ego, if you lean on unconscious mind, if you lean on a mind that has been splintered through trauma, Hmm. then you will lean on a fragment of truth and it will not hold you. Correct. And that is what makes the scripture so beautiful because it says, lean not onto your own understanding. It says, rightly divide the word of truth. Rightly divide the word of truth. And that's such a poetic lyric. And so when we look at the year of seven, what we just walked through 2023, intuition, wisdom, growing, self-awareness, You can't get to wisdom if you don't take a look at where you've been erasing yourself. Damn. Say that again. You cannot get to wisdom if you don't take a look at where have you been erasing yourself and where have you done it through unconscious mind. We notice that we bypass wisdom because we're living based on roles. And I'll give you an example. I was unconsciously suffering my blackness. Mm -hmm. I was just grew up hearing that blackness was power. Blackness was excellence. But I also grew up hearing that blackness had to work twice as hard, had to show up extra early, had to put in that, that bonus work that no one else even asked for. So now here I am in a digital marketing space that's less than 6% black right now is the numbers that we have, 6 to 8%, depending on which re- report you're reading. But less than 6 to 8% of the market is black, which means there's a huge runway for anybody black and brown. But instead of me seeing it as a huge runway, I kept seeing it as the need to prove which meant I was spiraling in obligation, spiraling in overextension. And in that spiral, I was losing time, my economy of attention, and I was losing my unique style because I was becoming beige instead of standing out bright red. I was becoming beige by the pressure of the energetics of having to be better instead of just allowing myself to be Allison. That was exhaustive. Damn. I knew this was going to be a sermon today. (laughs) And so let me say, let me add this sprinkle in there. So for anyone listening, mine was blackness. Maybe yours is motherhood. I'm supposed to be this way because that's how a mother plays out. 
look at Andrea. You have identified as married. You now identify as single. You are, you identify as a mother. In the last year, you've been able to identify as well with outcomes beyond roles. Yes, you're a sister. Yes, you're a daughter. Uh, yes, you're an aunt. You're all of these great things. And you also began to unlock some new identities called Oracle, called Healer, CEO, bringing in that daddy energy, as you call it. You started to unpack what else is inside of me, poet, dancer. You realize you were a wedding crasher. Let me try this mm -hmm. on. I think I want to be a wedding crasher for a season. <laughs> I love that season. <laughs> And all of those things have afforded you the opportunity to blossom where now you have aligned with higher outcomes, your first $100,000 month, your first $100,000 day, your first 100,000 podcast downloads. That is supernatural. And that only comes when we're willing to crack the shell of identity and stop saying, I am only what others have told me. Mm -hmm. I am who I say I am. I inform myself from my perfected consciousness who I am. I inform myself and I nurture that information within myself. And then we, my egoic state and my perfected consciousness integrated, we inform society. And then society responds to that information. We've been doing it backwards, letting society tell us. Then the egoic state fusses and moans at the perfected consciousness. I'm not good enough. Fix me. And then that's a routine that goes on year over year. And that's why entrepreneurship comes in as a healthy disruption, because those yeah. measurable results that your company needs are reliant upon the growth of you as a leader. And it's Absolutely. not, the company is not going to keep suffering that it won't survive it. Mm -mm. Okay. So number seven. <laughs> <laughs> to pull us back. <laughs> so number seven was about big shifts and it was about going inside. Yeah. Will you see yourself and will you get yourself from where you left yourself? And mm -hmm. I want to say with grace here, because we leave ourselves in places and spaces where we need to say to ourselves, I'll come back for you. When you, can we use your marriage for a second? Yes. When you were married and you knew that a part of you was picking up and creating something new with your children, you also knew that a part of you still wanted to be with your then husband. Huh. So you left a part of you there. And you said to her, stay with him, make sure he's okay, make sure he knows he's loved and make sure he knows that healing is possible. I will come back for you. I'm just taking as much of us as needed for me and for the babies. And I'm coming back for you. In 2023, you went back and got her. Damn. <laughs> Keep going. So this is yep. the part you're really going to love. I'm going to love it. Keep you're going to love it. 2024 is the year of karma. Mm -hmm. So now what kind of good person, what kind of God person says, I'm going to painfully say yes to this divorce. And I'm going 
to, through the abundance of myself, leave a part of me and amplify the rest of me for me and my children and our destinies, that's abundance right there. You want to talk about a karmic grid that is going to blossom like a farm for you. You have completely shifted out of garden territory. A garden is something that you man and manage yourself. Right. When you made that type of decision in yourself, knowing there was enough of you. Oh, I just have chills all over my body and through my soul, knowing it has to be enough because there's no way I'm leaving him behind. Mm -hmm. Yes, I will go build something else, but I will not leave you behind. Mm -hmm. That's an abundant consciousness. So 2024 is the year that we live the karma. So I want to say to everyone that's listening, when you hear the word karma, you could change it to dharma if you want. Sometimes people think dharma is softer and both of them represent what I've done to others is what is being done to me. What I've done for others is what's being done to me. And most people think, oh my God, I cut people off on the highway. That mm -hmm. one time I had cussed that person out and they start freaking out, but those were splinters in your moments. Majority of us are dedicating our time to moves like what you made. I love you. I choose you and I'm choosing myself and I'm going to split myself. 2024 is the year where we experience the reconciled human. And what happens for you when you are reconciled and leading a business, you open your throat, you open your voice you allow yourself to be a contributor in society and you allow yourself to be heard. And not only will you allow yourself to be heard, you allow yourself to be seen and all of you, the shadow and the light. And I think that's what's going to be so freeing for a lot of humanity this year is that not only will the, the bank account show potently, but not only will it show up in the mirror or in the, that's the word I want to say. Thank you, spirit. Not only will it show up in your money, it's going to show up in your mirror. And that's going to be the abundance that people have been seeking. And that's the liberation, I think. And the money will come if you focus on the liberation. It has to. It will seek you. Like going back to my like immovable posture, I know that when I take this stand for people that I love, intimately, personally, and for humanity, people who are in my world and people who are not, I know that blessings will for me. They will seek me quickly. They will seek me fiercely. I feel it in my whole soul. I will be found. It will seek me. I know that for sure. As I was listening to you, one of the things that I have been grappling with in the last week is part of one of the facets of who I am that I love that also create that creates massive blessings, abundance, joy, pleasure for me, and also probably equal pain is that I believe so deeply in people. And sometimes, sometimes I won't give up on people. And that doesn't mean that I will stay in people's world. So you used my ex for 
as an example. And what I heard as I was like moving away from that and as I still hoped for him to be well was that was my weakness and that I wasn't willing to see truth. And what I believe is that I've been the only one seeing truth, which is he is well. He is strong. He is okay. Like I do spend a little bit more time knowing people at a soul level than I even do knowing them at a human level. And that has been witnessed to me as a weakness because sometimes it hurts me. And I have also learned that there's a very valuable lesson about how much access and real close intimacy people can have with me. Absolutely. There's, I won't put myself in danger by any means. And being in a relationship where I'm not seen, heard, and understood wasn't a healthy place for me to be. So I did move myself, but I did leave a piece of myself for a while. That does not feel true in my body today as it stands. I did go back for her. And I'm glad that I left a piece of myself for him to hold on to because he's doing so much better now. And do I know that's because of me? I don't fucking know. A huge piece of it, it was his willingness. Like he chose that, but I will not continue to subscribe to the paradigm that I am a weak person because I see people's real truth. No. Immovable. <laughs> as always andrea dropped the mic i'm lorelei taylor coo of the unruly entrepreneur if you enjoyed listening please follow review and share with your friends as always anything mentioned in the show will be detailed in the show notes and to keep up with everything going on with andrea check her out at love underscore andrea crowder on instagram and check her links for some fun surprises too thanks for listening we're so glad you're here